My name is Christina Quay. I'll be reading an excerpt from a book I co-wrote with Chase Griffin called How to Play a Necromancer's Theremin, coming out with Maudlin House, Fall 2023. It's the first book of a multiversal indie-lit fantasy experience. I Fell Through the Roof is a fat tornado clock onto the wooden plankage of floor in front of Bobby's bed. The loft was definitely a modern addition, and cracked open a tall boy as the Rocco dock blared from the TV down in the common room. I watched Flynn snort a rail of book powder off his nightstand a couple beds away. I slithered down the stairs and crawled across the floor and disappeared behind the TV. A moment later, I popped up from behind it to mouth the narration like some freakish corporeal loudspeaker. Rocco Adelby had been living in Stockholm for several years on his own after running away from the bakery. He paid a vagabond to pretend to be his dad in order to attend primary school. After graduating from secondary school, he applied for necromancy school in Stockholm, said the narrator of the film. The screen abruptly split into static, and when the picture refocused, Tony was on stage at the exit, playing with his Stooges cover band. I snaked my head around the TV to watch Newsom and Octavia, who were still pretending to be airplanes, crash into me as the song ended in a wall of feedback and monster Muppet crashing drums. We hit the ground and rolled like a snowball to the bar. When we hit the stool next to Bobby, we exploded apart, and Bobby handed us each a shot of Acro Iris. We took our medicine. You know, I saw you in Ebor that night, Bobby said as we stood and dusted ourselves off. But you kept calling yourself Holger. I said, I don't think that was me. Someone in the audience chucked a beer bottle, and it hit the wall beside my face and exploded. Just as I finished shaking bits of broken glass out of my hair and opened my eyes again, Flynn threw an empty beer bottle at the TV in the apartment. He was still wearing the Rocco Adelby outfit, and it was starting to smell pretty rank. I climbed back up the stairs and flopped on the bed next to him. Is that all you brought? I asked. Huh? The Rocco attire. He sniffed his jacket. Oh, this? Yeah, this is it. This is all I'll ever need. You smell like you were just ejected from a pregnant lady's colon after several thousand of her farts passed around you. How'd you know I was going for a lodged turd? I should bottle this and sell it. I could finally use my marketing degree, Flynn said, pulling out yet another cup of sprinkle flower tea from under the bed. You don't even have a marketing degree, yelled Ruby from downstairs. You better slow down, man, I said to Flynn. That shit is highly toxic. I've got one for you, too. He pulled out another cup, full to the brim, and passed it over with a slosh. We raised our glasses and both chugged. The Paris apartment flickered, and for a second, I thought I was back at the exit. When are we going to tour the city? Flynn asked. We haven't yet? Newsom laughed from her spot on the Marie Antoinette couch. Or, at least, I think she was laughing at me. When I looked down at her, she was drawing faces on her toenails with a sharpie and making them talk to each other. Will, who had been sitting on the floor with his back against the couch, making a diorama of the apartment from assorted floor sweepings, turned and kissed each of the toe faces. I love you, and you, and you, and you. So cute. Hey, Newsom yelled, yanking her toes away from his puckered mouth. These toes are out of your league. Flynn, suddenly standing on the ledge of the opposite side of the loft, holding a theremin, screamed, Geronimo! 
down at Newsom and jumped from the loft, playing the theremin on the way down. Newsom screamed and rolled off the couch onto Will just before being crushed. What kind of phantasmagoria is this? I asked, making my way downstairs to join them. I sat on the floor across from Will and Newsom. Is that a theremin? Flynn rapidly wiggled his fingers and wrists, letting out a cacophony that resembled a French mime sneezing uncontrollably. Yes, Flynn said. It's a theremin. Rocco's theremin. What? Somebody slapped the shit out of me, I said. Ruby sprinted across the room and slapped me across the face. Ouch, Ruby, why'd you slap me? You just said you wanted to be slapped, man. Ruby, get the hell away from me. Flynn, there is no way that's Rocco's theremin. Two questions. Where did you find Rocco's theremin, and where did you have that thing sheathed? Newsom chucked the sharpie at Flynn's face. Everyone must ask before you kiss my toe faces. They have feelings and names. That's Joan Jett, she said, pointing to her big toe on the right. That's Big Mama Thatcher, pointing to the big toe on the left. That's Persephone. She likes key lime pie for some reason. Pointing to the middle toe on the right. And that's... Okay, I get it, Flynn said. Joan Jett, Big Mama Thatcher, Persephone, and the rest. A pleasure. He spun on his heel to me. Echo, old boy, you're right to not believe that this is Rocco's theremin. But it's his theremin. I found it behind the big iron door on the first floor. What iron door? I asked. The one we keep placing on the edge of your peripheral memory, Flynn said. We've been behind it a bunch of times. Why do you get to remember these adventures behind this big iron door and I don't? I asked. How many capsules have you taken? Will yelled at me from less than two feet away. Not enough, I yelled back. Flynn put a hand on his hip. Do you remember why we chose to stay in this apartment? He caressed the air around the theremin again, and the mime's ethereal sneezes echoed through the common room. Can you stop that? Ruby asked. It's making me want to stab you in the taint with a hot spoon. Sounds like this theremin makes you want to eat my ass, said Flynn, playing with more gusto for Ruby. Should I remember? I asked Flynn. You really don't remember why we came here? Flynn asked. His fingers hovered around the theremin again, this time slowly, like the French mime was allowing me more time to think. Bobby, who had been observing the scene from the narrow doorway the entire time, shook his head as if he too wasn't as completely drug-addled as the rest of us. I said, not quite sure. I can't really think straight with Bobby staring at me like a lord surveying his fiefdom. Everything feels odd, like there's this doomy glow starting to seep out of the particles of time and matter that surround me. I'm not sure why I'm here or anywhere else. I thought I was at the Tampa Theater or the exit. Octavia cleared her throat. You're at the exit and you're doing that space cadet thing again. Behind her, the exit came back into focus. 